Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a seductive teen, Jordan. I was once called Devonair. Yeah, today <laughs> we're tar- talking about a character called Gossamer, and that, of course, has a Y in it. Ooh. Gossamer. Jeez. I don't think I've heard of this character before. There's, there's a pretty good why. Oh, they barely showed up in anything. Really? Yeah, they don't really show up in a lot. Aw. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, this is what Gossamer looks like. Oh, you know that kind of does look like a Gossamer, kind of ethereal, elfish looking. Yeah. Got yeah, a nice this- cloak over their shoulders. Yeah, uh, uh, so if you want to see the pictures that people are looking at, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. But, uh, but yeah, we have, <clears throat> yeah, they're kind of in like a skin tight suit. Uh, and of course, um, you know, they're just might as well just, you can see their religion, basically, because that's, you know, what is a, what is a suit without, uh, barely any coverage. Um, but yeah, it looks kind of like a traditionally attractive person. Um, but, uh, they have, like, you know, poofy hair. They kind of remind me of, they kind of remind me of Megan from, uh, Excalibur. You know, like, like, they, they have, like, that elfish, uh, fey kind of feel to them. So when, when they're, when they're not around Brian Braddock, the, the, <laughs> god, I hate him. But yeah, when, yeah. Hey, you're beautiful to me because you look like a supermodel that I would be attracted to. But yeah, she does, like, at first, like, when I was, like, flipping through, I thought she was going to be one of the uh, elf-like people that showed mm-hmm. up in the Alan Davis run. Yeah, Alan Davis run. Okay. Um, But it's not. No? Okay. No, it's not at all. Uh, In fact, she's a former slave. Huh. Yep. And she's also an alien. But yeah, so, people on Earth don't really know who she is. Um, she's a citizen of her native planet with no criminal record and slave by Spider, who of course also has a Y. <laughs> um, there's no other known aliases. Um, the per- place of birth is an unidentified planet, presumably in the Milky Way galaxy. She is single. She has an unnamed brother and other relatives, apparently destroyed. Uh-huh. And, uh, she is an ally of the New Mutants. Oh. Was the New Mutants picked up a lot of, a lot of alien friends? Yeah, um, which you know, it's kind of. Oh yeah, because because they ran into Lily Shen Shenny Chenny at Lila Chenny Lila Chenny at Lila. one point, and then they did they did their own little cosmic adventures. Yeah, but uh, but the cover uh, but the cover where she first shows up, well, I'm sending you the link, but she first shows up in New Mutants issue number sixty six in. August 1988, Sorcerer's Duel, who huh. we have Forge, um, we have Forge on the cover, 
uh wearing his normal almost nothing of the of the of the 80s um except this time he has a ponytail ooh and uh this this is the ones this is for the ones who love robot legs and human legs um but uh but he's doing some magic and then you have a uh, dark child for a form of magic oh okay that's Il- or okay. Ileana Rasputin uh she's in her, her dark child form and she's using a soul sword who she's going to try to attack shaman who, you know, that's a thing uh, that they can do. Uh, and, yeah, they're fighting. It's a pretty good cover, I'd say. You know, I think I'd be yeah. interested in this. Um, but, yeah, that's when she first shows up. Um, so, um, she does make a cover appearance. Gossamer makes a cover appearance uh, two issues later. Um, where... I would say she looks a lot like Bjork, like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me see. Like, it, I can kind it's of a drawing. It's a drawing, but it looks like Bjork. If it makes sense, I don't know. You know Bjork, okay, she yeah, looks I got, like a fairy. I got, I got, oh. Yeah, she's like, wow. you know, Bjork, <laughs> yeah. Bjork's like a, like a little elf creature. I'm pretty sure she's not human. She's an elf creature from Iceland. Uh, you know, that one. Um. Wait, what's going on in the little corner there? Corner bubble there. I don't know. Is that? Oh, the corner. Oh, she's just uh, she. We'll get to that. Okay, we'll understand soon. Okay. Um. Yeah, uh, as you can probably tell, she's elf-like and traditionally attractive, which means, you know, teen boys like her. Uh. So. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, she's a member of an alien race who is in the larval state of her life cycle. So she's not a uh, grown-up. Nope. Uh, throughout, so her brother's failure to fulfill a business obligation. Um, Gossamer's clan, including Gossamer herself, became the legal property of Spider, an entrepreneur who's head, who heads a intergalactic network called The Web, with two Bs. Uh, Spider uh, kept Gossamer with him as his personal slave but imprisoned her relatives, forcing them to advance prematurely from their larval state to their next stage of development, which they would wound a gigantic cocoon around themselves. You really shouldn't force people to grow up. It always leads to trouble. Yeah, it tends to. The mutant Lila Chenu had been sold in slavery uh, to beings who therefore thereafter forfeited their ownership of her to Spider. Had, who had financed her purchase. Um, so Spider is just like, yo, buy me this slave and I'll give you a little bit of money. Oh, so, so you know. Spider's kind of like those debt buyers. She was free and, leave- and ignoring her owners, and then they sold them off to him, and he's like, well, I want it back. Uh, I don't know if it's that complicated. I just think they're probably like, hey, I'll give you a little bit of money if you, you know, if you pick up some some food for me, you know, I'll throw five bucks in there for you. Ah. I think it's like that simple. Oh, okay, my mistake. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So, um, China, uh, Cheney escaped her owners and is now living in freedom on Earth. Spider sent his agents to Earth to capture Cheney, whom he considered to be his property. Gossamer hid abo- uh, aboard the ship, taking Spider's agents to Earth hoping to escape from Spider and finding a way to free her imprisoned 
family. She left the agent starship in a small space yacht. Huh. Um, which they play a lot of, uh, they play a lot of Jimmy Buffett in. I was gonna say, uh, I mean, if he, he sent rec- basically bounty hunters in a giant ship that had a space yacht attached to it. Oh, it's a small space yacht. Oh. You know, it only cost a million whatever their pay- Only had, like, is. three decks. Yeah. You know. Um, and I'm pretty sure it played at 5 o'clock somewhere. In Margaritaville all the time. Um, Gossamer encountered the New Mutants, who were friends with Cheney, and asked them for help in rescuing her family. The New Mutants accompanied Gossamer into outer space in their space shot, in the space shot, hoping to rescue Cheney, who had now been taken prisoner by Spider's forces. While in a fight, sorry, while in flight, Gossamer mischievously used her some liminal superhuman powers to heighten the emotions of others and manipulate the New Mutants' behavior for her own amusement. Oh no! Ultimately, the- she's a motion manipulator. Don't don't worry. There's no consequences. Um. <sighs> yeah. So basically, you know, it's just she. She was just like, "Oh, I'm manipulating," you, and the minions are just like, "Stop it!" And then she stopped it. Because again, there's no, there's no, um, there's never any any problem with emotionally manipulating people in comics. Um. So, uh, the. So the new mutants, uh, basically the new mutants are just like, hey, we'll help you. Uh, we'll still help you. Uh, the new mutants and Gossamer arrived at the planet Spider was using as a base, but Spider captured them all. Gossamer now felt sorry for what she believed to be her responsibility for the new mutants' imprisonment. In exchange for their pledge to help her family, Gossamer underwent a minor death, which she lost her ability to influence the world around her and made it possible for their escape from the energy cage which they were being held. Um, they don't talk about minor death, and all I know is that it just sounds like another word for orgasm. So, Yeah, it, it, so lost her ability to influence the world around her? Yeah, which I don't understand what that means. She lost her powers? Or did she lose the ability to use her powers on the world around her? It makes yeah, it makes it sound like she could manipulate things in the world as well, and she just gave that up. Yeah, which which also makes it sound like she lost her ability to I don't know function as a living being. That was yeah, that was my other thing. Like, did she come become incorporeal or something like that? Because that would be did she die? I mean, it's only like, a minor death, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I they just phrased it really weirdly. So, but yeah, but now uh, Spider was forcing Gossamer's family to emerge from their cocoons prematurely, so he can sell the valuable silk-like substance which the cocoons were composed of. Spider intended his guards to kill Gossamer's family in the first seconds as they emerged, groggy from the cocoons. But instead, Gossamer's family emerged as insane, huge, destructive creatures that did not, that only resisted attempts to kill them and were running amok. And it was feared that the creatures would burrow to the uh, planet's core and split their world apart. See, this is what you get for forcing people to, to grow up too soon. Yeah. You get huge, insane monsters. 
that will break the planet in half. Cheney, who had escaped her uh, captivity, said she would use her mutant powers to teleport herself to the planet Sun, taking the mad creature with her. Mad creatures with her. Cheney and the creatures then vanished, and the planet was safe. Whether Cheney and Gossamer's relatives were are truly dead, though, has not yet been definitely established. Um, Cheney is still alive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we've ever had their her parents show up again. So, uh, Spider and his forces then attacked Gossamer and the new mutants, but the new mutants' magic, as in magic, capital M magic, teleported herself in the uh, allies to the dimension she calls Limbo. A.K.A. one of the three, four, maybe five hells in Marvel. So many. And not technically part of the four limbos that I can think of. That isn't hell. (sighs) No, 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 there's three. There's three limbos. Okay. But they're not limbo as in, like, the hell limbo. Okay. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, from there, Gossamer and the New Mutants returned to Earth. Finally, Gossamer left Earth to travel to the planet of Mystics, who, according to legend, had taught others of a race to control their powers. Control their powers. Um, whether or not these Mystics still exist, however, is uncertain. Um, and as far as I know, I don't think we really see her anything else. Besides later... She's in Inferno, which so was everyone else, so that doesn't matter. She was in Exterminators for like two issues. Hmm. Um, apparently she was in Power Pack for one issue. Oh. Shows up in uh, What If. But a lot of it's just reprint. Okay. Yeah, so... Most of she's... So, like, you know, she she has some appearances, but not a lot. So, um, so yeah, she's, uh, five, sorry, she's 4'10", weighs 90 pounds, yellow eyes, and blonde white hair. Okay. She has the equivalent strength of an adolescent earth girl, her height and build, who engages in moderate exercise. Okay. Um, she is a alien being in the fourth sta- first stage of development for Reese's life cycle in this larval state. An individual of Gossamer's race is humanoid in form and highly mature in behavior characterized by vanity, destruction, des- destructiveness, and greed, aka, I don't know, a teenager. <laughs> yeah, I was just um, about to say. <laughs> yeah, you're just describing a teenager. You could just say they're a teen. Um, Apparently, Gossamer had achieved greater emotional maturity through her experience with New Mutants, because I guess someone said, hey, stop it, to her. Um, and this is fun. Females of Gossamer's race uh, can emit an unknown form of energy, presumably psionic, which intensifies the emotions of other humanoid beings in their immediate vicinity. Hence, Gossamer can temporarily heighten the strength of emotions such as anger, envy, lust, or self-hatred with another person. She could even exert control over another person when uh, another person's mind when she's touching them. Um, so, like, she made Moonstar employ one of her superhuman powers 
and I don't want to get into Moonstar right now, so I'm not going to get into Moonstar. Because that's just a whole, huh. a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, Gossamer's power is either magical or in nature similar to magic, as demonstrated by the fact that she can be affected by magic's soul sword, which only has the power over sorceress entities. So. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So she's one of the few females of her race who can undergo the term minor death, who can undergo what they term minor death, which she enters a trance-like state for a few seconds, loses her ability to influence the world around her. Again, does that mean she dies and doesn't exist anymore? Like, that's the only way you do not exert. Even if she's incorporeal, she still exerts some manipulation of the world around her. She has to not exist anymore. In order for that to happen. <laughs> like, what do you mean by that? Maybe now she's an anomalous spot in fate. Yeah, so she can use her wings to fly by wrapping herself in her wings, and she can make herself invisible. Apparently wings create invisibility effects by bending the light waves around them. Ah. Um, it, yeah, so in a normal course of Members of a race, she can eventually weave a giant cocoon around herself with strands of an unknown organic substance resembling silk that will she'll produce from her own body. Uh, she'll then remain in her cocoon for thousands of years, slowly maturing. And when she finally matures, when she finally emerges in her adult form of that of an immense non-humanoid creature possessed by vast powers to generate and manipulate energy. Presumably psionic in nature. Um, adults, the adults will continue to grow enormous in size within the minutes after their emergence from cocoons. Presumably drawing additional mass from an extra-dimensional source. Um, adults of Gossamer's race are said to be powerful enough to destroy planet. However, after spending millennia in their cocoons, maturing, the adults emerge as gentle and contemplative Solitary creatures who are not destructive by nature. Uh, this should should adult be forced from its cocoon too early. However, they will emerge psychotically, psychologically in balance. The other members of Gossamer's clan who was forced to leave too early from the cocoon after too brief a time emerged in states of insanity. Um, also, apparently, her powers to heighten emotion emotions are ineffective against spider who asserts the inability to feel any emotions except for greed, except through stimuli, through chemical means, a.k.a. I don't know, emotions. Because that's <laughs> yeah. how you feel emotions. <laughs> like, does he just, does this mean that he basically has to inject the, the chemicals into him by, by hand? Is that what they're trying to I say? Would imagine, yeah, I would imagine he would just have to exist as a sapient human being, and then his brain can produce his chemicals yeah. that makes him feel things. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> they should have said external chemical means. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Also, how do you exist just by greed? Like, do you not feel hunger? Yeah. Or anger? You can be happy? Maybe he gets greedy for food sometimes. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're hungry. Yeah, true. I can be, like, I can be greedy for food and not be hungry. 
Maybe he has a personal yeah. assistant to make sure he doesn't actually, like, you know, ignore certain basic needs. I doubt it. And whenever you just kind of say something, like, you should, I don't know, read it out loud. You know, see if it sounds okay. Because not feeling anything but greed would just mean you would eventually die. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that most living being, most sentient being, have is a fear response. And even if you're not super scared, it means, hey, I might die right now. How did this child live? How, d- how did Spider live past childhood? How did it not, like, just die? As soon I have as no it idea. Walk? Here's the thing. I don't know. Maybe am I being am I being really pandantic pandantic right now? Yes, I am. But like, I don't know. Just say like his brain has a psionic psionically, you know, dull. <laughs> like you say with other characters. Also, how can you not have have power over the world around you? Again, as I said, even if you're corporeal, <laughs> incorporeal, you still exist. Which means you are existing in a world, and it means that the world around you is being affected by you existing. It would be nice if they actually explained that one, too. Like, I mean, like unless they got shot by the ultimate nullifier, which erases them from existence. Maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just being, I'm being real pedantic right now, but I'm just saying, I just, I don't know. Maybe just phrase it differently. Yeah. It'd be different if you just said they lost their powers, or they could only use their powers while touching something. I don't know. But that being said, they, it's not like they showed up a lot outside of the no. 80s, so. Yep. So, uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yes, you can hear me in uh, War and Beast. Uh, you, it's on War and Beast Podcasts on Twitter. Uh, we started up uh, doing some myths episodes talking about the latest Netflix uh, series Earthrise, which is like part two of like a three-part three-season thing that they're doing. They did uh, Siege, and now it's it's Transformers War for Cybertron. There was Siege, now there's uh, Earthrise, which we're probably will get through by the time this gets out. And follow that is Kingdom, which hasn't been announced when it's going to be there, but we'll probably do stuff about that too. It's a lot of fun. You should give it a listen. How many how many Transformers stuff has the title War for Cybertron? Well, okay, there's been a couple there's been a game series that had War for Cybertron as kind of like a overreaching title for it, and it was like War for Cybertron, Follow Cybertron kind of stuff. So they've actually used it probably two or three times in reference to a like a specific thing and only once as as like a toy line slash series which is they're doing now like it's this is the first time that they've decided to use war for cybertron to mean multiple arcs story kind of thing that actually are on boxes as well okay because like so like so like the toy lines are like war for cybertron siege or war for cybertron earthrise instead of just war for cybertron which Usually, which meant for like some kind of like specific 
toy line or for the the video game. Okay. Makes more sense. Yeah, it's it's complicated and weird, but you know, that's comics and Transformers has has some weird continuity anyways. Yeah. Well, uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in some allured ways. Um, if you would like to see the people we're talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to support me voluntarily, you can go to patreon.com slash Alphabet Flight or go to the convenient link in the description. Um, if you want to, uh, you know, help other people find me, you can go to iTunes or your podcast of choice and rate and review us. And uh, that would uh, help push us up in the algorithms. And uh, yeah, this has been this has been uh, Jesse. Sorry, this has been Alphabet Flight. And may Conchu protect you through all your night travels. Good night. Bye. Bye.